Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Welcome back to the land of bourbon and bad decisions. This is Relentless Daring. I'm your host, Howard Morgan, and here we are engaged in the relentless daring pursuit of truth, justice, and American jackassery. Hello, Kim. Glad to see you are in the chat box there. Always glad to have you along. Maybe our uh, favorite princess will show up here in a little bit. So, uh, the really big news that's been going on that all day has been South Carolina primaries. That's uh, the first thing we hit up, but ladies and gentlemen, I have I have bad news to share before I get into this. Um, well, there's a, uh, a certain billionaire who's been in the race donated or put forward about a quarter of his own fortune into ad buys. Uh, Mr. Tom Steyer. Um, I, I I hate to tell you this and be the bearer of bad news, but um, he is no longer in the race. Yes, that's right. After a dismal, I say dismal, because he, he came in third place, but at only 11% of the vote, he did not get a single delegate. So, uh, Tom Steyer has dropped out. Yes, yes, we lost him. Um, perhaps you check the couch cushions. We may find him. Maybe he's uh, under the floor The floor mats out in the car. I'm really not sure. Um, no, Kim asked if it was too soon. No, it's not too soon. I broke it slowly. I just didn't come out and say, yeah, he quit. But um, it's a Fox News article. Billionaire and environmentalist, environmental activist Tom Steyer ended his presidential bid on Saturday after what appears to be a third-place finish in South Carolina's Democratic presidential primary. Honestly, he probably should have quit last night when him and his uh, campaign were trying to be all crunk and uh, dancing to back that ass up. I mean... Is possibly the whitest white guy move I've ever seen. Trying to be relevant to and to another race by dancing to a song that. I mean, yeah. If if you haven't seen the video to it, it it's embarrassing. Watching him dance to that. But if that was, like I said, that is why, in my opinion, he should have dropped out last night. But uh, reading back in the article here, Steyer made the official announcement during his post-primary rally in South Carolina and told voters he no longer sees a viable path forward to winning the White House. 
which I didn't see a viable path to him winning the White House to begin with because nobody really knows who he is. No one really cares who he is. Other than he's a guy who spent a crap ton of money trying to get Donald Trump impeached from the moment he was elected. Quote, we were disappointed with where we came out. I think we got one or two delegates from congressional districts, but I think South Carolina four, oh, which I think South Carolina four, but I said if I didn't see a path to winning, that's to spend my campaign, and honestly, I can't see a path where I can win the presidency. <laughs> So Kim had said that she can't believe he did what he did, that trying to go full pander bear and dancing to back that ass up. And she's like, I can't believe he did that. Scoob Steve says, after watching and listening to those nutbags for months, I can. And, you know, if I had the uh, clip on, on my soundboard here, it would be saying, that's true. No, you look like an idiot. Well, that was rude. But, um... But, yeah, so... In a huge, huge out... (laughs) Steve said, hey. Uh, Apparently, he may have taken offense to um, one of my uh, angel initiative ladies saying, you look like an idiot. I'm pretty sure she was talking to the trees that didn't listen to what they were telling the other trees, but hey, I'd have to go back and listen to the entire YouTube video, and I don't have time for that. But uh, look at the uh, primary results. As of right now, with 93% reporting, Joe Biden, hands down, the winner in... uh, in South Carolina, which he was very sure going into it that, you know, this was going to be his backstop. If he didn't make South Carolina where he's going to have a a significant voting block with the African-American community there, um, then he would have probably dropped out of it. Considering that he's only had one good showing so far in the, uh, in the early states. And even then his, you know, one good showing before this was Nevada, where he still lost by like 30 points. But, uh, uh, it's my page is updated now with 95% reporting. Joe Biden is being currently being awarded 29 of the 54 delegates available. And with a whopping 48.7% of the vote. Uh, Yeah, Joe Biden hands down uh, the winner. Bernie Sanders is still 28 points behind. And then, you know, Tom Steyer, he came in third. Third is respectable, but only 11.4%. And according to the way the DNC has their uh, delegates set up, you have to have 15%. So, you know, right now, and then uh, Pete Buttigieg, 8%, Elizabeth Warren, 7 Amy Klobuchar, 3 so on and so forth. Uh, Tulsi Gabbard is the only 
only other person with a larger than a decimal point percentage. So, but this goes into the question, how many of these other candidates are going to go ahead and drop out? Because even looking at the uh, the delegate count, <laughs> uh, Kim is, uh, is she's uh, quoting some uh, queen at me. Another one's gone, another one's gone, another one bites the dust. Which I'm not going to even attempt to go for those pitches that uh, Freddie Mercury does. Because I'm doing this, I'm coming off of the flu, some sort of upper respiratory thing. And I'm pretty sure I've coughed up two-thirds of my left lung in the last two days. So, and my throat is... I probably shouldn't be doing this because my throat is just so raw. But then again, it could be this wonderful concoction of new... Sprite Zero has a new flavor. It's Sprite Zero with ginger. Yes, I appreciate that I'm not going to try to hit those pitches either because I would have to end the show early. And anyways, uh, Sprite Zero has... uh, a Sprite Zero with ginger in it now. And you know what goes really good with that? Vodka. It's it's like I'm drinking a, uh, you know, drinking a citrusy mule type flavor. And it's amazing. Really uh, lubes the vocal cords. Lubes me up a little bit. Because, you know, sometimes you got to be just a... You gotta be just a touch off of sober to do this sometimes because, especially when doing politics, it's, it's really hard to keep up with it. I was gonna say nothing, but vodka works too. <laughs> hot toddies are good too. I would love a hot toddy. The problem is, so I do the keto thing. I don't go out and proselytize on keto but hot toddies are kind of out because of uh, the honey but it would be amazing but you know vodka vodka is perfectly keto friendly but um but yeah if you're looking at like the delegate count as it stands right now um and this is from NBC News how long do you think we stay on this tangent? Probably all night, but that's why I'm getting off the tangent. And I'm trying to get back into the topic, Steve. But um, right now, at what NBC News is reporting is that Sanders has uh, 56, 56 delegates. Biden is at 49. So even with uh, Joe Biden having a... Second place finish at Nevada or Nevada. There's some people who are, uh, they're Yankees. They like the Nevada. You know, he came in second there. But then obviously winning South Carolina is at 49. Pete Buttigieg, he's all the way back at 26. And then Warren and Klobuchar, you know, eight and seven respectively. And that really leads to the question of how long 
are some of these candidates going to think that they are still viable? Are there going to be any more who drop out before, you know, Super Tuesday, you know, two, three days from now? That's that's the really big question because, you know, you have people like Tulsi Gabbard. I mean, the only reason I can foresee Tulsi Gabbard staying in is she's just trying to get name recognition for another run. Maybe she's going to try for the Hawaii Senate. Maybe she's going to try again in four years for the presidency. I really don't know yet. Super Tuesday will be super killer for the holdouts. Oh, absolutely, Steve. That is 100% the truth because there's going to be so many people. Like, Deval Patrick is still in. Why is Deval Patrick still in? Why did he even get in? Because there's been no buzz about him, so he's not getting any, uh, he's not getting a name recognition boost. Exactly. All I know is the name. Um, I could, I can't even tell you what political position he's held. I, he's like, maybe, uh, oh, some, uh, Mayor of Baltimore? Governor of Maryland? I really don't even know off the top of my head. I'm, you know what? I'm going to Google this live. Do do Deval Patrick. Uh, ah, Governor of Massachusetts. Shows how much I know because no one... Actually, you know what? I think he dropped out and people are still voting for him because his name was already on the ballot. Which, even then, it's like, no one knows who he is. Why did he even get in? Um, Because he's not, you know, Pete Buttigieg, he got in. He's the mayor of BFE, Indiana. Okay, it's South Bend, home of Notre Dame. But because of his intersectionality story, he's small town mayor, he's openly gay, married. Allegedly, he had some sort of spat with former governor and vice president Mike Pence, which that never actually happened. And. Yeah, yeah, he's a veteran. You know, he has he has a great story that when you know he comes out and starts running for president, he can actually get a lot of name recognition and uh, uh, profile boost from running because the media is going to fall all over him. Steve says he dropped around February twelfth. Yeah, I was thinking that. Thinking that once I uh, googled him and there's an Onion article with a bunch of confused people, I'm assuming they're people who they didn't know who he was. Kind of how a lot of people, like when Deval Patrick got in, they said, Who? Deval Patrick? That name doesn't ring a bell. But, so yeah, when. 
see if there's been any updates on this, but yeah, right now it's when Super Tuesday gets here, it's definitely going to be um, an absolute purge of the uh, absolute purge of some of these underperforming or not performing at all presidential candidates because at, at which point do you decide why am I going to keep wasting money? How many of them are even getting money anymore right now? Kim says, yeah, but nobody likes Mayor Pete. Hence why he had to go out with two African-Americans drinking out of paper bag. Huh. I don't recall seeing that one, but... Yeah, it's uh, more pandering uh, just the same. <clears throat> oh, pardon me. But, um... Which, I think that's the biggest reason I'm ready for uh, all the election nonsense to be done with. Is because the pandering is just losing my mind. It's like uh, the debate last week when, when Elizabeth Warren called out uh, Mike Bloomberg about at least when I was pregnant, I wasn't told to kill it. I'm like, wait, wait, stop. Did you just make a pro-life argument trying to trying to get people who don't like abortion to vote for you? Because you're against telling people they should kill their babies while at the same time supporting the ability to go out and kill your babies? The, the cognitive dissonance is just enough to make you your head explode. So, it's just one of those things that... Who's going to be next? Um, especially like if you look at the polling, where Bernie Sanders has... A commanding lead in nearly all of the Super Tuesday states. Now, I'm going to be upfront. I'm going to be honest. I don't have the uh, that polling in front of me, so I cannot certifiably say. But the question is, who is being interviewed in these polls? Is it? Likely voters, registered voters, adults. Because there's a there's a possibility that these could be people who Yeah, I'm gonna vote for so and so, but they're not re- they're not even registered voters. They're not even likely voters. Um because there was polling showing that um yeah, Joe Biden's gonna win South Carolina, but it's not gonna be as big a margin as he thinks. Because again, uh, the the pool on whose vote or doing these polls is showing one thing, but the actual turnout is something else. And then again, uh, South Carolina also didn't have uh, didn't have a Republican primary, 
And I don't know if you can go in and say, I'm going to vote this way in a primary. And if you're a Republican, go in and cast your vote for who you think would be the better candidate for Donald Trump to go against. Maybe that is part of the reason what really flipped this over for Biden. I don't know. See, Kim says, I don't know what is going to be worse. Bernie getting the nomination at DNC convention, or he doesn't, and his commie followers burning down my hometown. Not a win-win situation. Oh, absolutely not a win-win situation. Um... I would hate to see any violence that breaks out as a result of the presidential uh, nomination process for the Democrats. And that is not, that is with zero snark whatsoever. Um, Because the last thing this country needs is for people to break out in violence. Um, It's already happened. Um, at the Trump nomination or inauguration, excuse me, there was there was all the breakout there from you know Antifa and all that nonsense. <coughs> Pardon me. Um, obviously the uh, the guy who shot Steve Scalise and tried hurt you know killing all the other congressmen who were practicing at that baseball game. I mean, this is a... It's a valid threat. It's not anything you just shake a stick at and like, eh, it'll be fine. It's, it's really scary that this is something we have to be concerned about as citizens that, you know, like Kim said, Milwaukee is her hometown and... Now, I'm sure, like any major city, there's places that could stand a good raising. But I don't think you want to see it happen in the downtown area where they usually try to keep it fairly nice. Unless it's Detroit. You just burn that whole damn city down. Uh, Speaking of Detroit, funny side story. This is a tangent I think most people... Yeah, okay. Maybe some people enjoy. Um, so I was going through uh going through the Twitters today and saw a story about people getting all ticked off at Garth Brooks. Okay. Why is everyone mad at Garth Brooks? Well, it turns out he did a show in Detroit. And he performed wearing a Deion Sanders jersey. Deion Sanders was also number 20. So there's Garth Brooks in Detroit. Liberal stronghold. Wearing a Sanders 20 shirt. And apparently his more conservative fans were throwing a fit that he had endorsed Bernie Sanders in the 2020 election instead of actually looking going oh that's cool that he's in Detroit and he's do- wearing a Dion wearing a Dion Sanders jersey 
It's like, are you kidding me? I just, I saw that, and as soon as I saw the jersey that people were losing their minds over, I knew what it was, and I also knew exactly where they were going with it about why fans were all in a tissy. So, ah, it's the people are dumb. Not just the other side of the aisle. We have people on our side of the aisle who um, they fall under that category of uh, low information voters. All right, I will take a quick break and then I will be right back after this. you love what you hear on the Relentless Staring Podcast? Do you want to show the world your support for this podcast? This is Tyler from Relentless Daring, asking you to go to shop.spreadshirt.com slash relentlessdaring and check out our merchandise there. We have t-shirts, hoodies, hats, coffee cups, travel mugs. Go there, check it out, use it to show the world your love of this podcast. And as always, stay relentless. All right, getting back into it. And just a reminder, Relentless Daring is sponsored by Cedar Hill Woodworking. That's Cedar Hill Woodworking of Coppers Cove, Texas. Uh, veteran-owned company uh, founded by my buddy, Zach Norman. Uh, does a lot of uh, custom stuff for people who are into the uh, uh, Dungeons and Dragons. He makes uh, uh, boxes to roll the dice in. He makes dice holders. He makes... Uh, like paint trays for uh, model paints. He does 3D printing. So if there's a character design that you want him to print out, he can do that with polymers. It's uh, it's really cool what he does. If you go to uh, Etsy.com and search Cedar Hill Woodworking, just all one word, and you can go through the stuff he has there. Awesome, awesome stuff. Um, He's working on some stuff right now, uh, some gear for the show that uh, I'm going to be selling. So as soon as I uh, have some proofs of that, when he's got it ready, I will be tweeting that out. Uh, if you follow me on Twitter at daring podcast or my personal side at real Tyler Morgan, like I said, as soon as I have pictures, I'm going to be sharing that. So please support Cedar Hill woodworking. He is really going out of his way to help me out with this. And so I just ask you return the favor and check him out. Cedar Hill Woodworking. Again, Etsy.com. Search Cedar Hill Woodworking. So the other big big story broke out today. As soon as I have it pulled up here. Is that uh, apparently the U.S. and the Taliban have reached a potential peace deal. Now, I'm not going to uh, immediately poo-poo this idea that we've reached a peace deal with the Taliban. But, hold on one second. All 
I apologize about that. There was a dog who suddenly decided that he needed to come in right now. Um, so I'm not going to poo-poo the idea that U.S. and the Taliban have reached a peace deal. Anytime you end a war, you have to come to terms with the enemy. Now, granted, it doesn't always go well. Um, some, I mean, there's times where, you know, obviously everything goes 100% good. Um, look at the uh, Civil War that after 40 years of fighting in Colombia, and for the most part, it has been, um, yeah, it's, it's held between uh, the Colombian mil- or Colombian government and the FARC, you know, the, the, the narco-terrorist communist group that's been fighting against the Colombian government for, you know, since the 1970s. Other times you have um, a, an iffy stalemate, like um, in Hezbollah, yeah, where where Hezbollah has come in to Lebanon, and yeah, they do allow for a lot of the, the modernity to have an influence on Beirut, but at the same time, they're the leading terror organization for that region, backed by a terrorist regime in Iran. And then you have um, what happened at the end of Vietnam where the U.S. started to retreat or started to withdraw. And then the North Vietnamese just flooded south and laid waste to everything. So, but... Here's what I'm getting right now. This is a uh, NBC News article. Uh, Doha, Qatar. The U.S. invasion of Afghanistan started nearly 7,000 miles away on a sunny September morning when hijacked planes slammed to the Twin Towers of World Trade Center in New York City, as well as the Pentagon in a field near Shanksville, Pennsylvania. On Saturday, more than 18 years after the terror attacks of September 11, 2001, the U.S. made a bid to end America's longest war. Hundreds of miles from the battlefields of Afghanistan, a glitzy banquet hall in a five-star hotel in Qatar, because apparently we need to do all peace deals in a rundown shack, or like the Treaty of Versailles at the end of World War One, we dragged them kicking and screaming into a boxcar outside of a major city and forced them at gunpoint to sign their surrender. That's neither here nor there. The United States and the Taliban signed a landmark agreement that paves the way for U.S. troops to begin withdrawing from the poor and war-torn Central Asian country. Wow, they really have to work a lot of that silly stuff in. Quote, The Taliban will not allow any of its members, other individuals or groups, including Al-Qaeda, to use the soil of Afghanistan to threaten the security of the United States and its allies, the agreement states. Which, okay, we'll we'll see. You do have to keep in mind the Taliban are religious fundamentalists. Um, 
Their name actually comes from the Talebs, which is um, a, a group of religious scholars who were known for wearing black turbans, also known as Talebs. So that's where their uh, government organization gets their names because of the uh, what these scholars wear on their heads. It's a little... Little fun fact. Under the pact, the U.S. would reduce forces to 8,600 from 13,000 in the next three to four months. Remaining U.S. forces would withdraw in 14 months, although a complete pullout would depend on Taliban meeting commitments to prevent terrorism. Which, again, I've done a couple tours in Afghanistan. My oldest son is old enough to enlist and go fight in Afghanistan now. That's that's kind of a scary thought. You know, he wasn't even he wasn't even born yet when 9/11 happened. But now he's old enough to go fight there. You know, I have a uh, a bracelet on my wrist of a service of a fellow service member that we lost in Afghanistan in 2016. 2011, when I was there, uh, my company, by miracle of miracles, had no deaths. Yes, we had a couple guys who were, you know, one guy was sent home early. To recuperate from a massive traumatic brain injury that he suffered. Uh, Another guy was pulled off the line and moved to doing uh, stuff at at Bagram at the airfield. Helping to uh, move soldiers in and out of theater as they were uh, doing individual augmentees or individual redeployments. R&R, stuff like that. But we didn't have anyone die. Uh, We had three people within our brigade who were killed. There's been a lot of blood and even more treasure that has been spent in that hellhole. And the fact that we're Donald Trump is working towards actually pulling all of our troops out of there. I think that's like possibly the greatest campaign promise he could keep. There's and there's already people coming out and, you know, absolutely blasting this peace deal. Uh, that I was reading a, uh, was a Washington Post article that is, they're already writing this off as it's going to be a repeat of 1973 and Vietnam. That it's just going to be a waste of time and a waste of the paper it was on because it's just going to immediately curl everything's just going to collapse on itself well 
Maybe it does. Why should we be there for the next 20, 30, 40 years making sure that the country of Afghanistan remains solvent? We shouldn't. At some point, if the Afghan government wants to maintain its control of the country, they have to step up and do it. We cannot be there every step of the way holding their hands, or not even holding their hands, just stepping in front of them and going, no, 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 we'll take care of this. It's time we come home. Period. End of story. The reason we've been there so long is because progressives have this wonderful, wonderful idea of nation building. We will go into a country that has cultures that don't necessarily respect the rule of law, but respects the rule of force. A country like Iraq, a country like Afghanistan, where sectarian violence has been the order of the day for thousands of years. And instead of going in, killing the bad guys, and getting the hell out, they want to stay around forever and ever, and they want to build up this nation to be like us. Because what could be better than another democracy in the region? I mean, we have Israel, but we really don't have anywhere else. Lebanon is, well, it's actually kind of close. It is a democracy. Granted, the people there voted for Hezbollah, but it is what it is. Scuba Steve says, we have our own country to take care of. Let them deal with theirs. 100%. Um, but, you know, progressives in our own government want to use our country as a framework to build up other countries. And... Well, I'm not saying having other democracies, although we are not a democracy, we are a republic, but having other free institutions of government that aren't authoritarian, totalitarian, dictator, despots, They want to get rid of them, but use us as the base. (laughs) Uh, Scuba Steve used the Jeffy voice to say, ah, thank you. But, um, oh, pardon me. But they want, the progressives want to use us. To be the ones to model what they want other countries to be. Okay, that, that that's a nice idea. How 
However, the problem lies with the execution. You have, you, like I said, you have countries like Afghanistan. Do you know how many different groups there are within the political borders of Afghanistan? You have the Daris, you have uh, the Pashtu, you have Uzbeks and Tajiks and uh, Iranians or Persians. And then probably another 10 or more smaller groups. There are regions that have never been under the control of of any group but that primary group. But then you have the Pashtus come in, and because the Pashtus were the first ones to really support the U.S., well, obviously those are the ones that we want running the country. So now you have... You have Uzbeki regions of Afghanistan that are suddenly being controlled by Pashtus who don't give a rat's anus about the Uzbeks. All they care about is the Pashtus. How is that any way to form a government? And that's a legitimate question, but... It has led to the last 15 years of us as a military and as a government essentially running theirs. Yes, 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 they've had free elections. And, you know, leaders like Hamed Karzai, who, well, Karzai was not the greatest in the world. He's a... Uh, Another Pashtu warlord thug who managed to get elected and reelected. But, you know, he's been gone for a while, so who cares about him anymore? But it's just been us. It's, yes, there are Afghans who are involved in uh, going in and taking out opium growth facilities, but it's usually U.S. led. Yes, the commandos do a great job, but it's usually our special forces, our SEALs, our rangers who are leading those attacks. But you know, going going back to this article, U.S. Special Envoy Zalmay Khalilzad and the Taliban's chief negotiator and one of its founders, Mullah Abdul Ghani Baradar, that one caught me off. Signed the agreement in Doha after more than a year of on-off formal talks. Some of the room broke out in whoops and cheers and shouts of God is great at the signing. Because they couldn't bring themselves to say Allahu Akbar. Isn't that great when you just find the uh, virtue signaling and social justice crap just baked into an article? They actually translate because they think so little of us, the people who are reading it, 
to not know that the difference between them shouting Allahu Akbar in this situation and shouting Allahu Akbar as, you know, they blow themselves up in the middle of a diner. But I digress. U.S. Secretary of State Mike Pompeo also attended the ceremony, but did not sign the, I'm doing this with air quotes, Agreement for Bringing Peace to Afghanistan, under which the Taliban pledged, pledged to enter into peace talks with the Afghan government officials, representatives of the opposition, and members of civil society on March 10th. The U.S. committed to work with both sides in upcoming talks to secure the release of up to 5,000 prisoners held by Afghan government and 1,000 prisoners held by Taliban by the start of the Afghan peace talks. Which, again, that's another one thing that people are poo-pooing because we're going to give up Taliban prisoners. What? Well, this is what happens at the end of war. The Afghans are going to get people that the Taliban are holding. Hopefully. And the Taliban are going to get people the Afghans are holding. Hopefully. And it's about saving face with each other. You know, I do an act of good, you do an act of good back. Show that we are on trying to be on equal footing. Now, granted... All of this should be taken with a grain of salt. Because again, it is a terrorist group, the Taliban. However, I think if they're as anxious to get us out of their country as we are to leave the country, well, as anxious as a lot of us are to get out of that country, because you know there's, you know, the Warhawks on the left, the Warhawks on the right, who are completely invested in what goes on in that country, possibly because they own stocks in, you know, I want to say McDonnell Douglas, but I don't think McDonnell Douglas has been a company in like 50 years. In Lockheed Martin, in AM General, Oshkosh, you know, all these big defense contractors that are spending a ton of money and therefore being paid a larger sum of money to send equipment to Afghanistan. You know, so literally their financial future depends on perpetual war in that crap hole 8,000 miles away. But... I'm going to cross my fingers and I'm going to pray on this one that this actually begins to work out because the fact that we could have full withdrawal by this time next year I mean if Donald Trump is reelected that's going to be possibly the his greatest achievement as president Ending Afghanistan. And if he can end Afghanistan, hopefully he gets us the hell out of the rest of the Middle East. Granted, we'll probably still have forward deployed troops ready to go. Saudi Arabia, Turkey, 
uh, station at Interlick. Just in case we have to send a QRF force into the Middle East for something. Kim said, when you said Oshkosh, I thought of overalls. <laughs> yes, I know. Um, for, uh, for those of you who don't know, Oshkosh, they make overalls because for a long time they were involved in the railroad industry. And I remember kids' clothes growing up as Oshkosh Bagosh. But, um, but no, Oshkosh, they also, now they make a lot of, um, a lot of the uh, MRAPs, the mine resistant ambush protected vehicles. Oh my God, I can't believe I still remember that acronym. Holy crap. Um, but yeah, so they, they make a lot more than overalls. Although, Key is by far the better brand of overalls. Just saying. But, um, but yeah, if, if, like I said, if Donald Trump is successful in doing this, this could really legitimately bring him up to the ranks of someone like Reagan as far as, uh, super effect. I remember that, but I don't remember. Yeah, Steve says, I remember that, but I don't know what UCMJ stands for. Well, you know what? I had a lot more to do with MRAPs than I ever did the UCMJ because I did my best to stay out of trouble. So, meh. Submariner. I swear, he, he goes in a tube underwater. For extended periods of time, and he suddenly thinks he's so much smarter than everybody else because of the concentrated. He's sticking his tongue out me with an with an emoji. Great, <laughs> but no. Um, yeah. If this peace deal goes kind of as planned, and we get our troops home from Afghanistan, um, I think this will make Donald Trump possibly be as good as Reagan as far as peace in the world. Now, I'm not trying to put Reagan or Trump on some sort of pedestal. I know that we had proxy wars going under the Reagan administration. We had uh, crazy, mostly illegal shenanigans like the Iran-Contra affair, you know, where we were selling, selling tow missiles to one person and then taking the money and using that to fund the Contras in Nicaragua. So, you know, we were fighting, we were funding the Contras in Nicaragua who they weren't exactly good people, by the way, they just weren't the Sandinistas. Meanwhile, the current mayor of New York may have heard of him, Bill de Blasio. Of course, at the time, he was Warren Wilhelm, yeah. He was he was Warren Wilhelm the third, and he was lending his support to the Sandinistas in Nicaragua. Now I see why I changed his name to Bill De Blasio. Hey, Bill De Blasio, that sounds like New York right there. Versus Warren Wilhelm, he just sounds German, like he's straight from Bavaria, yeah. You know, had some Wiener Schnitzel. 
Oh, man. Yeah, so we were funding the troops that was fighting the government that Bill de Blasio supported. Crazy, man. So, they said, if Trump pulls this off, this would be, I think, the greatest foreign policy victory in decades. Ending a long-term war started by the guy who held your job, you know, almost two decades before you, being absolutely huge achievement by any president, regardless of political affiliation. Um, if Barack Obama had managed to bring us all home from Afghanistan, not just a, a drawdown, but actually bring everyone home, you know, as the commander-in-chief of a war that he did not start, I would have praised him. Then that That's an absolute fact. Um, but, again, I, I'm just hoping that this, this peace deal goes exactly as Trump is, and his administration is aiming for. All right, so uh, that's going to wrap it up for this week's show. Again, Steve, Kim, thanks for joining in the chat box and uh, hanging out, laughing at each other, laughing at me. It's always a good time. Um, Again, to those of you who do uh, listen to the podcast, thank you so very much. If you are listening on Apple iTunes or Apple Podcasts, whatever they call it these days, Four things. Need you to do four things for me. Thing number one, subscribe. You will get alerted whenever the new episode is published. Number two, aw, Scuba Steve loves me. So I did a great job. I did, uh, had a great show. Aw, you're so sweet. Um, so number one, subscribe. Number two, like it. Yeah. Kim says, I hope you feel better soon. See you next week. <laughs> oh, she's giving up Twitter for... L- Woo! Gave up Twitter for Lent. Ouch. It's going to be a rough 40 days. You know how many notifications you're going to have from Kurt alone? Uh, for those of you who aren't part of this little Twitter community, Kurt is awesome. He goes... Uh, long. He'll go a day or two without being on Twitter and then he likes everything. So you have 20 plus notifications. Nearly all of them are from one person. He's a great dude. We love him. Um, anyways, before my mind went back down the, uh, down the bunny trail again, number one, subscribe. More subscribers means more, more people. The algorithm will help more people find the show. Number two, Give it a five-star rating. The higher you rate the show, again, the more it makes people, it makes the algorithm find people to listen to the show. Number three, review it. Write a nice review. I'm not saying to lie. I'm not saying to 
go out of your just embellish a little bit, you know? If you think the show's meh, at least talk it up a little. You know, I'm just saying. Then, you know, someone sees that five-star review, that five-star rating. They read your review. Oh, well, it's okay. It's a good show. Then they'll check it out. And number four, share it. Share it with someone you like. Share it with someone you don't like. Share it with your liberal friend because you just want to get under their skin and drive them crazy. I am not above asking you to use me as a tool for vengeance against your liberal friends. Please, use me as a tool to drive your liberal friends crazy. I enjoy it. Also, uh, if you're not listening on the podcast, there's all, if you're listening to, uh, one list of the, uh, Listen on demand. You always go to relentlessdaring.com. Go to relentlessdaring.com. You can link over to the merch stop on Spreadshirt. Although soon, I'm hoping to have a new merch shop set up and everything is going to be right there out of relentlessdaring.com. That way, no linking here, linking there. You can also link over to Patreon. Become a patron over there. Because face it, yes, I have a sponsor. A sponsor. Fact is, I cannot do this without the help of you, the listeners. So if you're signing up, so if you sign up to become a patron on Patreon, I'm also trying to work on getting stuff set up to do uh, special content just for you because you're willing to kick in a little cash to keep this thing afloat. So like I said, go to relentlessdaring.com. You can stream back episodes, listen on demand. You can buy merch. You can sign up to become a patron. You can look at my goofy pictures. You know, I know I'm goofy looking. I gladly, gladly have you laugh at my goofy face. But please go check it out. Again, thank you so very much for listening again this week. And as always, stay relentless. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads.